0: Today I am talking to you about how to regain self-trust after you have been in a relationship with a gaslighter. Now, gaslighting, as I've said before, and maybe you, you know, is the process of a person making you feel like there's something wrong with you or your perceptions are always off um, and uh, it helps you, well, facilitates you denying your reality, basically. So for example, you might say, I don't want to have sex with this person. And then an hour later, he said, you told me you'd have sex, and then you broke your promise. You're just a hypocrite. You know, that. that's just an example that came to me or um, a person who's physically, or not let's even not say physically, verbally abusive, and just really keeps being verbally abusive to you. And then finally, you hit your threshold, and you yell. And this person says, you see, you're an abuser. This is why I treat you the way you do. And what happens is, the victim of gaslighting, over time, starts to have a lot of self doubt. Because you get weathered in this situation. You know, people that are victims of gaslighting, are usually very nice people. They're usually kind, sensitive people. And so those nice qualities are very important. We don't ever want to not be a kind, caring person, but they also can be taken advantage of by the wrong person. And if this other person is someone who is uh, weak, emotionally, I I call gaslighters, weak people, they're, they're weak in the sense that they can't really take a look at themselves. They can't take responsibility. They uh, because they're unable to face their own issues, they use another person to be the receptacle of all the things that they can't control. Um, they probably on some level feel very powerless. So now this is a way to have power. And um, many gaslighters, not to go into this whole thing, this video, but a lot of gaslighters grew up um, without, uh, without a sense of, what I would say, healthy power, healthy control, they felt powerless, uh, they felt invisible. And so um, they they cope by using people and manipulating people. I mean, not everyone that goes through trauma does that, of course, people have different um, adjustments. But typically, uh, gaslighters uh, have developed a, a way of regulating their own emotions by um, manipulating others, making them feel like they're bad, because they just don't have the the, the wherewithal to face their own shame, face their own stuff, so what happens for the victim of the of the uh, of the um, gaslighting is they start to doubt themselves because when you're in a situation, you hear it over and over again, you think, well, maybe maybe it's me maybe 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 it's me right um You know, I had an experience. It really, I really can't say it was gaslighting, um, but in a way, it was sort of gaslighting. I'll share this little this experience with you. When I was in grad school, this is my second year of grad school. I was starting. I was looking forward to being in an outpatient facility because I just had a really good experience in an inpatient facility. But I knew I wanted to do outpatient psychotherapy, so I got in this uh, this place, which will of course be unnamed. And I meet this woman who was going to be my supervisor. And I, this was before semester started and I leave there, I leave there saying to myself, I actually said it out loud, Hey Todd, did you feel the chill in the air? She doesn't like you. Um, now, we weren't in an intimate relationship. She was gonna be my supervisor, but you'll see why I'm telling you this story. So then I, uh started working there as an intern, as a social work student in my field work. And, in the second day of the first week, she comes to me and she goes, "Well, you know, um, there's three supervisors. We all have different students, and we all the three supervisors talked. and I have to tell you that um, you're way behind the other students, and I assume all of your student, other students, and I don't see you capable of graduating with your class this year." Now, I had a lot of confidence, you know, because I had a lot of success with. Other professors uh, gave me good feedback. My my supervisors from the year before gave me uh, good feedback, and I've done other jobs where I always got good feedback. I you know I was always willing to learn and, and do things. But this woman says this to me, and I, at that point I, I was like looking at her like what's wrong with you? Like what is wrong with you? I don't get it. I said to her, oh, look, I know I have a lot to learn, and I'm pretty green, but that's what I'm here to learn. Now from you and from this experience here and other people. So I don't quite get it, but I had a sense of confusion, but really mostly very confident and confused by her. Like that was very puzzling. I remember calling some people saying, listen to this. Um, Now what happened though was she she kept saying, being very critical of me and pointing out my flaws. And so what happened was it became a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I didn't do good work with the, parents and the children that I saw, it was a family and children therapy, uh, I'll say clinic. And um, I really didn't help. I mean, I, I could tell I wasn't doing well. So I became pretty negative spiral downward, you know, and I would see her and yeah, she would get get on me and kind of basically see I, this is what I mean. On top of that, I watched her do group therapy, and she was amazing. She was really good as a group therapist, which is not an easy thing to do, and very skilled, very talented. And I also saw psychologists and psychiatrists come up to her to get her advice. So now, I'm going to come back to that. But what I see with with many of my clients that are victims of gaslighting, Um, And some do come in confident, and some uh, don't because of their family of origins. They've already been gaslit and they get into a relationship that's similar to the family. But uh, even confident people, it can be weathering. It weathers them. It wears them down. Um, And what happens is these gaslighters are pretty good at enlisting everybody else uh, to see things their way. They're very manipulative, very, very powerful. Now, in my case, I had a person who people respected, and I'm not exactly sure what she told the other supervisors or other people, but all I knew is that it seemed like more and more, maybe she's right. I wasn't doing well, I wasn't doing good therapy um, she she uh, so I started to doubt myself. I started to really doubt myself. I didn't trust myself as a therapist. I actually uh, that was let's say saw so end of August, I would say like by November i Early November, I was thinking maybe I should quit the program. Maybe I thought I was a good therapist, I was going to be a good therapist, I had potential, but uh, maybe I was off because look at this. I mean, this person doesn't think I'm good. I'm not being good. People respect her. She must be good. You know, that's what happens a lot of times with victims of gaslighting because the gaslighters could be very charming and. I'm not saying she was charming, but I'm giving some parallels, but they can be charming or effective or powerful in some areas. And you you see the the victim is looking at the way people are seeing the gaslight and they go, maybe it's me. So I went through that experience so much so that finally, by the end of December, um, well, no, before the holiday, I decided I can't do it. I had to quit. I couldn't do this anymore. It was torture. And that usually means if you don't get a field placement for the last semester, you can't graduate. But I wasn't and I could do it. So I went up to her with my letter of resignation and she goes, "Oh, that's interesting and she pulled out a letter uh, of firing me basically. So I said, well, it's a mutual disadmiration society. She goes, yes it is, and that was it. That's actually true. That's what I said and I left. So that was that was the end of that. Fortunately, fortunately for me, one of my student friends had asked me, about uh, maybe going to this place in Orange County. I lived in LA. And um, she says this woman who used to supervise graduate students from USC and she's willing to interview you. I thought, okay, great. So I walked in there. After about three minutes, I looked at her and I said, do you accept me? Because I'm in, this is great. This feels great. I could tell right away there was something about her that I felt very accepted. She says, absolutely. And so I started my fourth semester in Orange County. I would drive, I would commute from LA to Orange County, but that was okay. And um, it turned out to be beautiful. I did great work. I um, ended up having other people refer to other people and to the agency. So I was seen as this kind of new rookie that's getting business for the agency. And to make a a long story short, um, in April – uh, this man called me who was a psychologist at this place that I worked at who I knew he was a nice guy, but I didn't really get to know anybody too well. And he called me and says, you got to come. I said, really? He goes, yes, this, your former supervisor not here, but I want to talk with you. I said, okay. I was very curious. I went there. He sits me in the room. He goes, look, I wasn't in a position to say anything, but you're this, um, five foot eight inch Jewish man. Your supervisor is a five-foot-two Jewish woman. Six weeks before you started, she was raped by a five-foot-eight Jewish man that I saw his profile. He really looked a lot like you. Now, again, it's not exactly the same as being in a gaslighting relationship for years and years. But here is her own stuff, her own trauma, her own PTSD that she wasn't able to metabolize. She didn't have the wherewithal to deal with it and separate out. Yeah, I'm this guy that looks like, you know, and, you know, it, it, she t- basically has a transference, called a transference reaction. She transferred those feelings to me before I even started, and it became the self-fulfilling prophecy, but I was quit. And then 40-plus years later, I'm really glad I didn't quit. I've done a lot of good work. I've helped a lot of people. I ended up getting hired from that agency, by the way. And then through that agency, I met this man in private practice, and my story continued to unfold really well. So, uh, it became a blessing. I moved to Orange County, and here I am all these years later. So um, that's what happens, though, over years in a gaslighting relationship. We, they, people lose their ability to to trust their own perceptions. Because my perception was like, that's not right. But over time, I start to doubt it. The good news is that we all have Intuition. And my intuition never went away. It started to get overrun, but it never went away. And so it's the same good for you. And so how to get back your intuition is, first of all, I mean, I guess taking it from my story is look for people, get a supportive group of people, one, two, three people that are kind and that can mirror to you that you're okay. That's really very important when you've been in a primary relationship, maybe that's continue to uh, question you and gaslight you. So it's important to be around people that will mirror your worthiness, which you are. Um, So that's one thing to support yourself in that, to get support for that. The second thing is what happens is you start to question even your decisions because you're being judged for decisions. So it's important to think about your life after the exiting, hopefully exiting, if not, if you're still in this, this is something to you can still use this even while you're in the gas lighting situation is begin to make little decisions that are good for you. Just ask yourself if I wasn't worried about this person I'm with or the person I was with, because sometimes the voice stays with us. I mean, not sometimes it does for a while. If I wasn't worried about their critique of me, their judgment of me, if if my perceptions were correct, what would I decide? What kind of food would I eat right now? What kind of class would I want to take? Many of my clients that have been recovering from gaslighting start really small like that. Like I haven't gone to an Indian restaurant in years, and I love Indian food, but my partner would not want to go, and I would adapt. Go do that. Uh, I have one woman who just went to Italy and took an art class. That's actually a big thing, but she just followed her heart. And it kind of woke up the part of her that is not um, enmeshed with this gaslighting person while she has still been in that relationship. But it's been a big step in her liberation, making that kind of decision. And what you want to do is make this little thing, this is to take care of yourself, exercise, eat well, meditate. If there's something, you've, a friends you wanted to be with or a hobby you wanted to do that somehow your partner made you feel like you shouldn't be with that person or shouldn't do that thing, then of course, do that thing. Uh, now, having said that, there might be a party that's scared because You got so trained in not trusting yourself that to trust your intuition might feel scary On some level, it's like the unknown, like on some level, I'm going to be punished for following my intuition because you were so trained to doubt yourself and go with the other person's opinion. So it's really Important to continue to ask yourself, what, if I wasn't worried about repercussions from this gaslighting person, what would I do? The other thing that's really important in terms of trusting yourself is honoring your feelings. Because when you're in a gaslighting relationship, the gaslighter basically will say to you, you're overreacting, you're being so sensitive, what are you making a big deal of this for? and it minimizes your emotional experience so you're not just not just minimizing your decisions not just minimizing the things you want but also minimizing your emotional experience so give yourself some opportunity to sit with your emotions be interested in them be curious about them give them room to express do journaling talk about them allow yourself to cry And, you know, be aware of the part of you that still doubts yourself. That's important, too. Be aware that the doubting part of you doesn't just go away sometimes. It's not an event. It's a process. And you want to be aware that you have this this doubting mechanism, which was a survival mechanism, right? Even in my experience, it was a little different, like I said, but it has some of the elements of self-doubt. You know, it's... You know, you 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 need to realize that your feelings. Like, my I, I start to think well, I, maybe I I shouldn't be so angry at this person. Maybe it's her. Maybe she's right. You know. So looking back, of course, like all my feelings were very valid. My anger was valid. My sadness was valid. My fear was valid. She was scary in her own way might have been five foot two, but she was scary. She had the power in our relationship. And she was scary. Honor my fear, honor my anger. Honor it all. So I want you to just be make room for those feelings that you may have. Um. Of course, getting professional help sometimes talking to a therapist is always a good thing. Because what we really need is to discover once again, who we really are, our true self, our true self is where our intuition lies. And it's it's, it, you know, you could feel it and your body gives you hints about the things that you feel and what you want. And you want to start saying yes, to yourself again, like I said, start it in little ways, and then go to bigger ways, go to bigger ways, like, what, what, what have I, what have I not done all these years? out of fear of being judged and told I wasn't good enough. But what is it that I really want to do? And you could do bigger things. Sometimes people do big career changes or they go back to school. So learning to trust yourself is very crucial. It's very crucial. And the gaslighter stole it from you. And it's not your fault. It never was your fault. It never was your fault. Gaslighters, when they meet up with people that aren't as tuned in to the whole gaslighting thing, can easily, easily, easily get manipulated and sucked up into it. Easily. So be kind to yourself as you go through this process and do everything you can to trust your feelings, your desires make little decisions and bigger and bigger decisions that are on your own behalf and, uh, and realize that it is a process. So that's what I wanted to say about this. And um, I, I wish you well, I want, you know, you, I want you to be free to be you because that's the best thing you can do is be yourself and other people will try to take away your self and your perception you, with the support of others, can get it back. This is Todd Krieger, making the world safe for love. That's it for today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. For free resources and materials, head over to toddkrieger.com. Loved this episode? Head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you.